Hello and welcome to Tools in the Shed, a podcast powered by Cars Guide, ready to rip into car stuff that has caught our eye this week. I'm James and with me is Crafty. Hello. Who's been putting tyres under pressure off-road. Oh, yes. Ooh. And Matt. Yeah, g'day. Who's been charging into the future one Tesla at a time. Oh, yeah. And we'll update you on everyone's favourite cyborg dragon enthusiast in this week's Muskwatch. Muskwatch. So stay with us. But first, some feedback. Which is terrific, as always. Thank you. Greg Wallace. He likes Richard's uh, Jag X-Pace review, which is, you know, um, uh, not exactly in the podcast, but thank you very much. Uh, It's been very well received. He says he's leaning towards cars with anything more than humble performance being a waste of money here in the nanny country. Right. Was it the nanny country? Humble performance. Some humble. So it's I like, don't know. Oh, I can do. I suppose I can do yeah, not to one hundred and seven. <laughs> I suppose I can do not to one hundred in three point two yeah, seconds. I suppose I can. Yeah. Um, I'm going to nudge. Speed cameras, uh, five kilometres <laughs> over the limit, and your pocket is rifled. Mm. Forrester, yeah. in its best dress form, is a better idea with one hundred grand left over. So that's where he's at. He's thinking that is a sensible transport so, option. So this bloke's thinking of a Forester as opposed to a Jaguar F-Pace SVR with a 5-litre supercharged V8. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Who are right. you, mate? <laughs> oh, come on. He's a loyal and regular comment. He's a loyal two point, listener. 2.5 with a CVT. That'll win it. Moving on. Roto Ehu, another person who uh, gets you, in touch occasionally, yeah. uh, says, I don't get this Audi line of blame the WLTP, which last week we were talking about Audi's kind of nosedive in terms of sales, yeah. uh, new car sales during yep. this year. Mm. Now, for those that aren't familiar, that stands for Worldwide Harmonized Light Vehicle Test Procedure. So that's about primarily about uh, economy. So finding a yardstick against which all new cars are judged. Why has VAG, Volkswagen, Audi Group struggled so much with this? BMW and Merck seem to have dealt with it. Reckon's argument regarding uh, new models is also fallacious. Hasn't BMW updated half its range over the same period? Mm -hmm. Personally, I hope Australians have finally realised Audis are just, these are his words, not ours, overpriced Skodas without the simply clever touches. Okay. Ouch. That's got to hurt. Roto Ehu is a cranky man. He is. Or or woman. He was on the grumbles. They were on the grumbles when they were uh, giving us that feedback. Hammer rocks. Hammer. Look, he like uh, like Crafty, he's a four-wheel driver and camper, and he enjoys the, quote, beautiful natural parks, state forests, and beaches. He's baffled by people who vandalise these places by leaving rubbish and or damaging facilities. Whatever happened to decency and respect, yeah. obviously they've never heard of the tread lightly um, and or leave a place as good or better than you found it adage. And Crafty came back with a nice reply on the YouTube comments. So mm. thank you, Hammer. We can only agree with you on that one. Mm. Get on you, Hammer. Um, Wax triple three on a similar theme. If someone found a way to make money from waste, it would be the most profitable business the world would ever see. <laughs> so, hey, you know. There's a there's an Indonesian mob that's working on turning plastic into diesel. Oh really? How wow. about that? Wow, that'd yeah. work. Yeah, is that'd it help? Clean diesel. Uh whatever well, that is. I, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Grudland seventy four could Crafty do a public service announcement about cleaning up campsites around Australia? 
Uh, he says to Chesto, the Kia Ute wouldn't be would be awesome, but so too the Nero they sell in other markets. Now, uh, the Nero, as I understand, is a hybrid uh, SUV. Yeah, and you can get the e-Nero, which is the fully electric. Fully electric one. And word has it that that car is coming to Australia. Oh, so. really? There you go. And Grudlin74 says, finally, JC, two words, curiosity show. That was folklore in my childhood. And mm. look, I agree. I've, <laughs> yeah. I've been a viewer of that program. I'm just at a bit of a loss as to what it related to in the mm. last podcast. Yeah. But... <laughs> Uh, there's something there, and yep. all I can do is agree. And Prince Dog Official, uh, the Ram sales discussion we had, as in they're, they're doing very well yeah. in this market, yeah. Yeah. Good, is good uh, on the up. Yep. Um, he recalls the criticism Ford copped uh, for not putting a powerful petrol engine in the Ranger Raptor mm. and for justifying the decision by alleging that Aussie buyers wouldn't buy it due to range anxiety, i.e. high, high mm. fuel usage. Mm. So if you're using these in remote areas, etc., mm. um, of a performance petrol engine. Asks if there was a performance option such as the turbo petrol or aspirated petrol V8 in a Ranger or Hilux, these Ram buyers may have gone uh, in a different direction. And I've got to say, when I saw the Ram Ranger Raptor, I thought that's a car that cries out for a high-performance engine. Mm. That's not to say it doesn't have one. It's just the perception is... Two liters yeah. and turbo yeah. somehow traditionally doesn't fit that macho kind yeah. of mold. What do you make of it, Crafty? I mean, you've had a long, a, a long history with that car. Since no, that's it's a, that's an outdated sort of view, isn't it? I mean, with, with technology and 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 everything so so precise uh, these days. I mean, you don't need a big capacity engine, and I mean that's been proven many times. Um, I think a lot of us are guilty of holding on to the past, right? You know, for better or worse. I you know yep. I also love a you know you you V8 live. And, you live predominantly in the 50s, don't you? <laughs> He's got good. some history he likes to reflect upon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I reckon, honestly, I reckon that people are buying a Ram because they do actually want a slightly bigger ute as well. Yeah. Not yeah. only do they want a petrol V8 yeah. engine, yeah. they want the, you know, you can't get a petrol V8 Commodore ute no. or Falcon ute no. anymore, so they yeah. want the size as well, right. which just happens to have a bit of status with it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, a petrol F-150 with a V8, for example, might have a bit more... Well, that's true. It's a, it's a, a kind of size plus powertrain yeah. question, isn't it? They're, they're not necessarily connected no. in that some people might want a big petrol engine. Some just want the bigger size vehicle. Exactly. Um, and and I do see a fair few rams around and, and, and Maddie's bloody hit it on the head. I see them carting horse trailers, yeah. massive things because they're good good towing platforms. Too right. Yep. Um, and uh, I like your use of the... Yeah, you're and welcome. That's, that's why Nissan's falling over itself to try and get the Titan here. Yeah. And yeah. HSV's yeah. been doing the, uh, I want to say, Silverado. Yeah. Um, and there is a market. Yeah, for these, yeah, absolutely. For these much yeah. bigger things. So, but in the smaller vehicles, if they did have the bigger engine, it wouldn't necessarily be the case that Ram buyers would go for it. Because exactly. It seems like they're after the scale of the vehicle. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Terrific. Now, Crafty, we're going to stay with your good self, and it's a it's a theme that you you cycle around to on a pretty regular basis. Oh. But give us the lowdown on lowering or raising or your raising tire pressures. Tire pressures. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you blokes, you blokes know the value of this um, with regards to safety and tyre wear and all those sort of things if you spend your time on bitumen. Well, sometimes I do lower my tyre pressure just too rapidly because I've, you know, run over a nail. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> that will result in quite a rapid drop in will, tyre yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, But uh, I just want to make the point, and you know I've ranted about this before, and I've written numerous stories about it on carsguide.com.au. Um <laughs> is the value of being aware of your tyre pressures at different times. Um, 
uh, and it depends, and there is no perfect tyre pressure. I mean, people often um, ask me, well, you know, what's the perfect tyre pressure for bitumen? Well, what are you driving? How many people do you have in the vehicle? Do you have pets, gear? What kind of rubber um, are you running? Yeah. Yeah. What kind of tyres are you, you know, what yep. time of day is it? How yep. long have you been driving today? Um, yep. You know, have you been driving on other sort of surfaces um where you where were you born tell us exactly, about your exactly. give me a urine sample but that's just for personal reasons <laughs> and a beef um, sample yeah <laughs> that's right so it's it, it's a crucial thing because um you stay aware of that and you uh and you adjust them to suit your vehicle and uh i've, I've always sort of held to the view that you can pretty much go anywhere and climb over anything if you are judicious with your tire pressures um it's um, you know, and there are different tire pressure ranges for different surfaces. You know, if you if you're driving gravel um, or sand, mud, you know, yep. you're going to have to adjust them to suit that. And again, your vehicle and and whether you've been driving since sunrise and all that sort of thing. But yep. um, I just think people um, and I've seen people stuck on the beach, really frustrated. You know, the wife and husband yelling at each other and whatever. All they had to do was drop the tyre pressures and off you go. Yeah. I mean, they're... Did, did you, know, you step th- into that particular vortex? And I didn't... And... <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Right. I mean, sometimes... And, and, and sometimes people receive it quite... Yep. You know, yep. you know, nice civilly. They'll say, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's one thing I didn't think of. And, and yep. they'll do it and you'll help them out and off they go. Right. Other times, you, you know, it's 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 not your position to I step see, in. And, I see. Um, but that would alleviate a lot of stress off-roading. Yep. Um, I think people just run straight off the bitumen and, and onto whatever surface and think, you know, she'll be right. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be okay. Yep. And then you pop a tyre on it. Yeah, hence on the a, value of a, like an onboard compressor that you can plug yeah. into your 12 yeah. volt outlet yeah. and let your tires down but you've also got the facility then to, to yeah. get them back yeah. up if or, you need a, to. Or, a, or a tire pressure monitoring system yep. that's on a lot of um, SUVs and vehicles these days just keep an eye on them mm. and I mean be mindful of, of you know what time of day it is how hot it is yeah. like uh, tire pressures in the in, in the desert in the Simpson desert for instance um, if it's a hot day and you've yeah. only been driving for a short time the tire pressures could be it, completely it, different to what you start with. Yep. It kind of opens up the whole question of just tyres being so fundamental, obviously. They're oh, the contact point yeah. between you and the road or whatever surface it is you're on. They are. They but are. the lack of uh, attention they get, yeah. seemingly. Yeah. You know, that they're just black and round and so long yeah. as they're there, that's good. Yeah. And if they make it through rego, good one. Yeah. But really, I use a rule of thumb, others may disagree, every time you fill the tank is just to yeah. have a look at the pressures, yeah. see what's going on. Yep. Um, and if you also just a visual check when you get in oh, the car absolutely, yeah. because there might be a chop in the sidewall yeah, it could be little, anything little going on stone chip or something yeah, or, exactly. or, or cut um also and that's another thing that i do jc um but as well as checking all the all the running rubber you check yep. your spare yeah people yep. always forget about the spare and go oh no there's a it's there's, going to be no good to you if you get out yeah, there you exactly. you've got a flat and then yeah. you've got a flat on the back or in the yeah, in absolutely. under the tub or whatever and you don't have a compressor or whatever you can't you know you yeah. can't put a bit of air in it and, and then you're all washed up but so. that is i think you are the exception to the rule there jc a lot a lot of people that i know would never ever check their tires yeah. and until it's rego time they never even check the That's pressures right. yeah. because yeah. you go to rego time and you go oh you know it's it needs new tires and they'll go oh have you been checking well, your I pressures rem- mm. i remember no. walking yeah. into uh, the school where a couple of our kids were going the primary school and walking past an xc70 volvo that was parked there and as the person that was driving it was getting out i said 
you have a 50 cent size chop in the sidewall yeah. of, of yeah. your rear tire. Yeah. Were you aware of that? Yeah. I think it's probably going to blow up. Yeah. And oh my goodness, yeah. you know, just yeah. it was obvious yeah. um, as the nose on your face, but yeah. Yeah, people don't check their tires. Yeah. Yeah. And as well as um, safety reasons, I mean, obviously wear and tear on your tire. Mm-hmm. They're they're a big investment. I mean, you know, they're pretty they're pretty costly if you get a good uh, if you get a good set of tires on your car. Um, so wear and tear and, and the safety issue and, and, and the comfort, like mm. how comfortable it is. Mm. Um, so all those things. And, I mean, it doesn't take long. You know yeah. you know how it is. You yep. just pop over to the servo thing. And, but and in this time-poor society in which we live, <laughs> the extra yeah. two minutes to check your pressures another, can be too much. <laughs> another really important point I wanted to make just really quickly is that the number of uh, people getting stranded in remote areas – and coming to grief, like dying. Yeah, right. And they could be tourists, backpackers, they could be locals. Yeah. Um, and, and the police have arrived or the emergency services have arrived days later and, you know, the person's obviously died and all the emergency services people have done have, have dropped the tyre pressures oh, yeah. and driven and the, the vehicle straight out. And the vehicle's been drivable. Out, just driven it straight out. Wow. Yeah. So people get flustered and, you know, sort of think, oh, it's a mechanical thing and, you know. I've know. got to walk to safety? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't do that. No, you don't. You stay with the vehicle. I mean, that's, <laughs> yes. a, that's a fundamental thing. But just have a check. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hop out of the vehicle, take a breath, relax, just have a look at the thing. And, yeah, chances are you can drop the tyre pressures and, and away you go. Yep. So. All right. Terrific. Sage advice, as always. Thank you, Crafty. No and problem. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on the tyre pressure things. Have you ever found that the saviour? You yeah. know, you've been in a tight spot, you drop the tyre pressures and off you go. It'd be great to hear about it. Or have you rolled one, rolled the, off the bead? Oh, yeah, off and, the bead, uh, yes, yeah, yes. And ended up with a, a flapper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, back in the 1920s? Yeah. <laughs> Out for a night on the town. <laughs> Rolling one off the okay. beam meant a different thing back then. Let me tell you. Now, keep it going there, M4, because uh, we need to talk about something that's very 2019. Oh, yeah. Not 1919. Not 19. And uh, a vehicle that has been occupying your consciousness of mm-hmm. late, far away. The Tesla Model 3. So it's actually quite 2017. Um, yeah, good we are a bit yeah, late to the party point, when point. it comes to the Model 3, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's finally arrived in Australia, and in the last week and a bit, I've uh, had enough uh, time in You've both had of enough. the car. I've had, had enough. enough. <laughs> I'm done with it. <laughs> I'm finished. I don't need any more Model Just 3 in my life. throw your headphones down. Yeah. Yeah. Out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we had uh, the entry-level version, which is called the Standard Range Plus, oh, yeah. and then we had the top-spec version, which is the Performance, and... Uh, obviously uh, appealing to two different buyers. The Standard Range Plus is the $66,000 car before you add any optional extras. Uh, And then there's the top spec performance, which is a $91,200 car. So the $66,000 car would be the equivalent of the promised $35,000 car in the US? Equivalent, yes. So uh, the $35,000, I think, is calculated on the fact that you can get incentives and so forth in the US. Over there, yeah. You can't get them here. Uh, Depending on where you're buying in the US, there are states that don't have incentives. But um, in Australia, there's no incentives, so you've got to cop full whack. But even so, at $66,000, it's got the longest range of any electric vehicle so far for that price tag. Oh, really? Um, There are cars that are uh, more affordable, but they don't have that level of range. So uh, the claimed uh, range for this particular model is 460 kilometres, which is enough to get you from here to the snow. 
uh, Sydney, that is, Sydney mm. to the snow, yeah. uh, Melbourne to the snow, yeah. um, or, you know, you might be able to go for a bit of a road trip. There are superchargers all over the place now, so that helps uh, in that regard. But there are um, different versions of the Model 3. So the top one, uh, the, the one that we had, the entry-level version, as I said, 460 kilometres of range. We didn't see quite that good of an outcome on Which our test. It's not a surprise. Uh, no, no, yeah. but, um, you know, cold weather, yeah. Uh, yeah. mountain yeah. roads, you know, twisty roads, um, you know, not the ideal conditions yeah. for the car, yeah. um, but... Uh, we managed an average-ish of 300 kilometres mm. of range, which is still more than you can get in anything else at this level. Yeah. So, okay. um, and it also does 0 to 105.6 seconds. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's that's fast. Mm. Um, yeah. It's a lot faster mm. than a lot of cars. So, you bet. Um, and, and those things, it's just it's just instant. Right at the foot. It's yep. unbelievable, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah crazy. Yeah. And yeah, that's uh, what blows me away about those things. But but then I got into the performance, which <laughs> does 0 to 100 in 3.4 seconds. Yeah, it's and properly fast. It it re- uh, reorganises your insides a little bit. It's, it? it's that, that sort of acceleration <laughs> that makes you go, you know, so... Um, it's Unreal. it's really 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 fast yeah. in a straight line, and that's yeah. that's what a lot of people will buy that car for because yeah. it's a party trick. You know, you can show your mates and go, yeah. "Oh, look how fast we go!" Yeah. and off, yeah. and, and then they get in the car. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's um it's also pretty accomplished through the corners uh, because this version has the top spec. Two versions have all-wheel drive. Uh, the okay. entry-level version is rear-wheel drive. Oh, I actually okay. prefer the driving feel and character of the rear-wheel drive car. Okay. Um, it's just a bit more pure in terms of how it drives. Yeah. Uh, the all-wheel drive one's mm, steering's not as good, but um, the acceleration you get because you've got the motor at the front and a motor at the back, mm. uh, it's just, you're off. Yep. Um, and it has a claimed range of 560 wow. kilometers. And that's just a whopping big battery, isn't it? That's it's big. It's got the big battery. Uh, and then there's the version of, well, the version that splits them is the inventively named Long Range. Oh, right. Okay. And it oh. has 620 Ks of EV range. Jeez. So that's obviously claimed. a claim. Claimed, yeah. Um, and how I did you go on the performance, like in real world? In terms? real world, it was uh, close to 360. Okay. So yeah. not too bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not 560, yeah. um, but I was doing some <clears throat> acceleration uh, checking. <laughs> Evaluation. Yes, uh, up a mountain pass with a camera. I'm sure the so. hinge on the accelerator pedal it's was just working the, right. It's yeah. just the yeah. Matty Campbell heavy right foot just <clears throat> in action. Yeah. Ushka, so, but I would, I would love to have a go of the, uh, the mid-spec long-range model and just try and see just how far you can get on a full tank mm. of yep. electricity. Yep. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But it is, you know, it's an important car. Um not without its issues. Uh, JC, you had a little bit of time in uh, the Model 3 and there were a few elements that you disagreed with. Oh, look, there were some um, issues around alignment of panels. Yes. There were some uh, oh, so build quality, fit and finish uh, questions. Fit and finish and, and that's, that's, that territory has been well kind of oh, covered. We've, we've trodden over um, that. But yeah. I suppose for the, with the evidence of our own eyes, there were some things where if you were a, a new car buyer and that rolled out of the showroom towards you and you were asked to take it home, you'd say, no, I'm not mm, going to take that give home. That yeah. mess, you yeah. know, yeah. visible gaps, spaces where you could see through door shut lines yeah, uh, no. towards the bodywork. Yeah, just not good enough. Yeah, so and I, um, I've actually called that out in my review of the car. I think, you know, especially if you're buying the performance model at a hundred thousand dollars ish, if mm. you know on the road, yeah, it's a lot of money. Mm. Uh, and mm. sure, there are going to people. There's going to be people who uh, are willing to overlook those sorts of things yep. because it's got the hand built feeling to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But I can't. I, right. I honestly. Um, 
I would turn my back on that car if mm. it rolled out to me yeah. and they said, this is yeah. your car, yeah. I'd say, nope, build me another one. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a lot of dosh. Yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. I mean, and what, what does it tell you if, you know, this could have been one of the cars that was built in the tent. Yep, um, the wedding marquee. Yes. Um, yeah. Or it, you know, does that say to you that there might be other corners that have been cut? Yeah, and that's yeah. the bit that really gets to me. Yeah, that's sure. my concern. Indicative of, yeah. of broader issues. Yeah. The technology may be fantastic. Well, I mean, that's yeah. all well and good. But if the build quality, if they haven't sort of, you know, paid attention to those sort of things. Yeah. But our, our colleague Richard Berry uh, made the point, which I think was a good one, that various mobs in the US, that uh, it's their business to take cars apart and mm. forensically examine yeah. uh, the yeah, contents yeah. of the car. Yeah the cost per piece, mm. what it's going to cost to build, etc. And uh, various reports have said, look, the electronics, as you might expect in this car and all of the software that drives it, is aerospace grade. You, yeah. know, you, you just don't find that mm. um, in most consumer passenger cars. Yeah. But the bodywork and the actual hardware, construction. Yeah, the construction mm. of the car is obviously the product of someone who said, well, we can do this better. Yeah. Um, forget yeah. all of these hundred and so years of experience. We're going to do this Silicon Valley style yeah. and reinvent the wheel and do it better. And on the evidence of, of the cars that we've seen, that may not be the case. Yeah, and I think that, you know, what would have, uh, looking back, um, what would have been the best outcome uh, for, for Tesla would have been perhaps getting someone, uh, an established car maker on side yeah. to oversee mm. that or even take over the actual body builds of the cars yeah. Yeah. and have yeah. them just provide the tech, the platform, the yeah. underpinnings, yeah. all the stuff that you need to get the Tesla experience and then they just you know, hand yeah. over that yeah. bit of building well, someone the car. who's yeah who's who's got experience in yeah. that field. What what I don't get, um, uh, what I don't understand now, um, is people still expressing uh, quite strong range anxiety. I mean, mm. that to me sounds like you know, you know, if you're going for a road trip, you factor in stops to fuel up and yep. you know brakes for the driver and yep. everyone else. So that to me, I mean, range sure. anxiety, I mean, does not exist. Yeah. I mean, the infrastructure around, uh, you know, supply points of power along yeah. the way are improving all the time. Definitely. So I don't think that's a valid concern now. I it's, mean, uh, you know, people are saying, you know, I'm worried about not being able to get there. It's definitely dissipating, but I think there's still time for people to, um, you know, get to the point where, you know, I, I honestly think the 1,000 kilometre range, mm. that's the point when people will go, okay. Yeah. yeah, I can do this. Yes, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's it's a mental yeah. barrier. Yeah, for um, sure. But yeah. and also obviously cost. Um, yeah. But those people coming to you, crafty, you are a magnet for people mm. with problems. Oh, you know, exactly. They come to yeah. you about yeah. anything and everything. Yeah. You know, well, it's often when I'm lurking in campsites, just in the bushes. Yeah, it's so, when yeah. you're in the shadows. <laughs> People notice you there, and they do. You they, are a sage, you know, wise person. Yeah. And well, it's not you. even range anxiety. They're just saying, "I'm, I'm, I'm anxious." Just anxious. Crafty. Yeah. <laughs> and I say, "Why?" And they say, "Because you've been here all day, and you yeah. don't know." <laughs> and I'll right. go, "Well, you know, that's that's neither here nor you there." Know me. <laughs> I'll if, just walk backwards slowly into the darkness. <laughs> All right, well, speaking of the darkness, we are going to move to our garage. Oh yeah, and in the, the vehicles that have been in it uh, during the preceding week, crafty. We will kick off with you, and you've been in a South Korean vehicle, but not one of the more common ones. I've uh, I've been I've had the pleasure of being in the long wheelbase Musso, which is the Sanyong Ute. Yep. Uh, and uh, and I don't mind the thing. Mm -hmm. I I had a I had a nice little time in it. I didn't do real hardcore stuff. It's quite a long wheelbase, um, and I didn't want to uh, didn't want to spend all day getting myself out of out of strife. But uh, lovely on road. Yep. Um, 
real as a long wheelbase will, yeah, will often yeah, deliver. Yeah, well, as you'd imagine, but but nice and settled and just comfortable. And um, for that sort of vehicle, and I mean, those, those things are improving all the time. I was at the launch last year. I didn't get into the long wheelbase until um, just the other week. But I got into the uh, the, the shorter Musso, uh, yep. uh, the mainstream Musso, and the and the, the uh, Musso Rexton. shorty. That's it, and yeah. the Rexton. and and they've you know they've they've taken huge leaps forward in in quality and just the look of the thing. Is the yeah. long wheelbase on this car more about improving its load capacity, or, or what's the thinking behind having a long wheelbase one? Um, it's just to look like a Viking table on the highway, I think. Uh, <laughs> it's quite, <laughs> it is no, a like, big beast. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, 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 the cabin's the same, and, yeah. and, and Maddie, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. because I probably am. Um, no, you're but the cabin's it. the same yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And the tray is bigger. Yeah. 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 Um, I didn't try the load space, um, but I had a look. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's got all the you know the usual bits and pieces, tight end points and whatever else. And, and but this particular spec, this was the ELX spec, yeah. which is the entry level. It's the only yeah. one in the Musso range you can get with leaf springs. Yeah, okay. Um, the rest of them have Coils. the coil spring mm-hmm. so rear end. So that gives it a better load capacity. Yes, yeah, yeah better load capacity, but also. Um, in my opinion, a better. Nice it's a nicer ride. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. It's less jittery at the back, less yeah. wobbly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was really impressed with that car. But cool. yeah. there's one element I don't know if you noticed, but the the, the middle door edges. The, oh, the, the rear door. Okay, there's two elements. Yeah. The rear door edges are like. Like they look the, like a machete. The edge of a butcher's cleaver. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, they're very sharp. Which so you're yeah. well familiar with. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, back in, my, back in my butcher's days. Um, but the, back in the, the sausages M4 made back in the day were oh. unbeatable. He threw the sausage around, I tell you. Threw it around. <laughs> and then the, in the middle seat in the back, there's yeah. uh, a lap only oh, yeah, seatbelt. Yeah, yeah. Which okay, yeah. in 2019, which is kind of draconian, yeah. it goes. It yeah. goes against what they've done with the car. I mean, it's got yeah. AEB as standard, yeah. and it's got yeah. lane keep assist as standard, yeah. and it's got the airbags in the back. Yeah, it, just the but middle person is just, just going to go yeah. through yeah. the windscreen. Might be something to like. do with the fundamental structure that they're dealing with. And Maybe, but, yeah, the cost of all that. But, all right. but overall, um, I, you know, didn't did, mind the thing. What, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty what, impressed with how they're going. Like question they're, without notice: What kind of pricing ballpark are we talking here for this? Uh, oh, geez, price. I think I, don't know. I think this base model car is about thirty-three thousand dollars. Wow, that's not so. The price is pretty sharp. The price is good. Yeah. And but, for what you get, you get all this, you know, all that sort of safety gear and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and and barring a few of those sort of design things and you know safety with the lap sash, but the door and those sort of things. Yeah. I mean, you could forgive it for those things as long as you don't bloody chop your kid in the door. Speaking of uh, you know dissecting children, I'll I'll go next. <laughs> what? The, uh, the sausage no, I, was, I was driving a Forester, Subaru Forester, the 2.5i, which is the entry point, as I understand ah, yeah, it, yep. into the Forester range. Yep. So it is talking of 33 grand. It's it's just under 34. So yep. it's high 33s before you put it on the road. Two and a half litre, naturally aspirated, four-cylinder engine. About 136 kilowatts, 239 newton metres, but everything happens fairly high in the rev range. As yep. a naturally aspirated engine, will will that's how it goes. Do, yep. um, it's all-wheel drive, no surprise. It's a Subaru. Yep. Um, and look, it's loaded with safety uh, for that money. Yeah. You get the EyeSight system that mm. uh, Subaru has made its own. So that's in terms of advanced warning. So it f- helps facilitate AEB. 
you get lane departure, you get rear cross traffic alert, all of that stuff in a $33,000 SUV. Cheap. It's also well-equipped, LED headlights, you get Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, rain-sensing wipers, all of the things that have a bit of a premium feel to them mm. yeah. come in this car. But at yeah. that price point. At yeah. that price point. Mm. The only little niggle, I, I don't like a CVT, and uh, I mean, this one was okay, but uh, I just prefer a conventional. They're heaps better than what they used to be. They, I mean, they are indeed. Surely, I mean, anyone would... But, but I, I thought in terms of the equipment level that yeah. you're getting for that money and the yeah. way the car drives, wow, it's a, it's a pretty yeah. impressive we, package. We've said it in the office a few times to, to ourselves uh, that the base model Forester is all the Forester you really need. need. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, Absolutely. Yeah. It's a really impressive car. Yeah, and, it is. I mean, it, it, the top spec version that we had in a comparison a couple of months ago fell short because it didn't feel like you were getting what you were paying. Mm. Uh, where yeah. in this entry level grade, you just get into it and go, yeah. wow. hang on. It's really well It's how much? Equipped. It's just everything. Yeah. Um, the yeah. other niggle, I'm not a fan of the two screen setup that Subaru tends uh, yeah, to yeah. use. You yeah. know, the little one up the top yeah. and the big one yeah. there. I yeah. find that a little bit distracting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not a not a huge deal, but there it is. Yep. Yeah. And you but just then, got upset when you kept looking to, you know, down to your ABBA playlist and the eyesight would beep. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. What's all that about? Okay, and we'll move on uh, to yourself, Enforce. So yeah. you've been in a Ford product. Yes. Fill us in. The Ranger Sport, which is a new addition to the Ranger lineup. So, yep, there's more Rangers. Uh, more it's like is, Land Rover. They're just going to be parking. They're like variant, the parking variant, Rangers. Variant, they come variant. out of the shadows where you've been lurking and just <laughs> put the ticket on. He likes to wear that uniform. Yeah, I oh, yes. know how to fix the parking Rangers. I've taken the windscreen wipers off my car. <laughs> <laughs> um, so these, uh, this Ranger Sport is based on the XLS. Yeah. Um, well, the XLS with the premium pack, which okay, includes yeah. the 8-inch screen. It includes the digital screens on the dash. and So the optional gear is included on in- that included as Included as part as, of as the, this Sport yep. pack. And you also get 17-inch um, black alloy wheels. Uh, you get some black elements on the outside, like the grill, the door mm. handles, the roll bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it all it looks really good. Um, is, and it, is it pay a bit more but get a lot? You know, yeah, so, yeah, if so, you know what I mean, if you put those options on it. Yeah. It'll be dearer. Exactly. Okay. And and actually, they're doing some really, really sharp deals on right Rangers now. at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, yeah, this this car for a manual, I think you can get for 47 and a half mm. and uh, an auto at about 49 and a half. Yeah. So, and for um, a ute with the, with the works or what yeah. you need. And yeah. that's under the, like, their official list pricing is 55 for the yeah. auto. Yeah. And you're, wow. getting, you're getting a, you know, a nearly $10,000 discount if yeah. you include the on-roads if you buy one now. So Anyone yeah. who think they're in a war with Highlight? and yeah. trying to, you know, win it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> funny that. Yeah. Yeah, but um, impressive so far. Um, ride is a little bit terse because of the slightly bigger wheels than the XLS yeah. that I drove a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and it's the 3.2 litre yeah. uh, only. So, yeah. um, you know, that that thrummy, thrusty sort of engine. It's good engine. A um, little bit, in, if, if you're on and off the throttle, you sort of do notice that it's a bit laggy at mm. times. Yeah. Um, okay. But you do adapt your driving style yeah. to suit it. Yeah. But you're um, a picky bugger. Yeah. You know. You are, really. I am. am. You've got to face facts. I think maybe it's because I was getting out of Teslas and I was used to just putting my foot down and going, (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now speaking of Teslas, it's time for Muskwatch. 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 Righto, there's a bit to get through, so we'll rattle through it. It's it's another week in the world of the dear leader. Mm. So with a hat tip to the observer, 
The observer is observing that uh, Neuralink, which is Elon's business that's going to connect human brains with uh, artificial intelligence coming from computers, uh, they've set up um, a hypothetical scenario that's actually been inspired by Australian science fiction writer Greg Egan. That is, at birth, an AI device is inserted in your brain, which constantly monitors your brain's activity in order to learn how to mirror your thoughts and behaviours. By the time you're an adult, the device has perfectly backed up your brain and can think and behave just like you. Then you have your original brain surgically removed (laughs) and let the device be your new brain. What? At that point, which is is the real you, your biological brain or the AI device? Implausible to think your consciousness could magically transfer to the unit upon the destruction of your brain. It's more likely that at the moment you opted to remove your brain, you inadvertently killed yourself. So what they're saying what? is that it's brain chip suicide. Oh, as soon as you suicide. start wow. putting a mm. anything into your brain yeah. and connecting it to AI via a computer, you're pretty much lining up for a bad experience. But I'm waiting for Elon to announce his soul element. I'm sure he's <laughs> yeah, working soul. on the soul as well. Probably, yeah. He has no idea yeah. what that means. But also, just, just on the brain chip thing, Yes, I think a lot of new parents would opt for that uh, in a kid if you could program it to sleep properly <laughs> yeah, and eat properly right. yeah. Yeah, and point. shut the hell up when you yeah, tell them what to point. do. Yeah. With Mo- love, of course. Uh, Car Scoops has got onto the fact that a person called Amy DD, at least that's their uh, online um, handle, yes. has had the chip from her Tesla Model 3 keycard embedded in her arm. Mm. All right, so this happens. There are people who want to put their Opal cards or, you know, their public transport cards. Yeah, that cards one guy did it, and didn't he have to get it cut out again? I think he did. So yeah. what yeah. she's done to make the, the process a whole lot smoother is she's dissolved the card in a container of acetone, had it encased in a biopolymer, and then went to a body modification studio. Oh, one of those blokes. And had it slipped in there. Now, it says it all. Her initials are ADD. Mm. Yeah. Right? I, mm. I think there is some sort of issue with this person. Mm. Potentially. We'll have footage of, uh, for anyone watching on YouTube, we will have some footage of said person uh, behind us. So you can make your own call on that. Uh, look, thanks to Tesla Arty, um on Twitter, they have said, Elon is w- Elon on Twitter said, watching a movie on Tesla version 10.0 is great, in large part due to the sound system. And then Kirsten Netton came back and said, Monty Python Easter eggs, please. <laughs> to which Elon said, okay, so I bet he doesn't play uh, credit or copyright on any Ooh, of the Monty Python yeah. stuff that's about to find its way well, into he people's yeah. Teslas. He didn't with that ride the lightning photo, so right. what's he, he's and, got a bit of a history uh, there. Speaking of blow-ups, many uh, listeners and viewers will have seen a Tesla Model 3 in Russia that mm. burst into flames after a collision with a parked tow truck. Um, over the weekend, speaking to Russian media, the driver, Alexei Tretyakov, said he was using autopilot when the crash occurred. He was going at about 100 kilometres an hour. Uh, meant, and, you know, bear in mind, autopilot is meant to detect obstacles and slow down. But it, it, allegedly, in this case, it didn't. And there were just some spectacular fireworks. That's really yeah. why we're having a look wow. at this. I don't wow. want to pick on Tesla too much. Obviously, no. cars, unfortunately, have these kinds of events from time to time. Of course. But yeah. it does look like a fireworks display, and people <laughs> on YouTube will be able to Pop, have a look at it. Popping off right behind us. And yeah. look, there is some form. We've had other instances where autopilot has failed to slow and stop the car, sadly, with fatal results. Um, yeah. One crash in California a couple of years ago. Mm. But uh, Mr. Trechikov escaped the accident with a broken leak while his two children uh, walked away unharmed. Oh, so good. that's good. that's a good outcome. So you can watch Excellent. that video. So they, they walked away and he conscience. didn't. He didn't <laughs> yeah. walk away. 
He hobbled away. Or... <laughs> the poor bastard. He's... The kids just left him there just with a <laughs> compound fracture. Now, um, Electrek uh, has reported on scrutiny of Tesla's executive departures. Uh, as a new report says, the turnover rate for execs reporting directly to Elon Musk is much higher than for other CEOs. Am right, I surprised? So, so the Bernstein analyst um, has come up with this research and it says the annualised turnover for execs reporting to Elon Musk at Tesla is 44%, which he says is dramatically higher than the turnover of, CEO, of CEOs direct reports at comparable companies. He claims the average turnover is 9% oh. at other companies in Silicon Valley. Wow. So, uh, and Yahoo Finance had a comment related to the whole thing, and Ivor said, well, Musk is a notorious sociopath, a bully, and a man who's never taken responsibility for anything in his life. So I can't wow. imagine he's a pleasant man to work with. Wow. wow. I'm a little bit worried about defamation. Calling Who's Ivor? Yeah. Calling a spade a shovel. <laughs> Who's Ivor? Ivor is just a commenter on Yahoo Finance. Wow. Right. Yeah. You want to hide behind your keyboard, champ? So Start running. The share he's price, got your IP address. The share <laughs> yeah, price has right. dipped down to $219. That's down from $238 the last time we spoke. Right. Few things have happened. Obviously, there's been a substantial meltdown in the U.S. stock market, so mm. everything, or well, everything just about everything, up. seems to have, yeah. have softened off. Um, there's also been that staff turnover report, which various mm. uh, outlets have been claiming played a part, and just might be some poor PR from an exploding Model Three in Russia mm. uh, as well. That that doesn't help you, not at all. All contributing factors. <laughs> so, mm. with that, I think we have reached the f- uh, finish line. Thank you, Crafty. No problem. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Great fun as usual. And speaking of great fun, thanks to Mr. Pritchard for his insight and creativity in producing the show. Can I just hold you there for a second? Again, um, I'd just like to say, have you ever seen those Van Damme movies? You know where he does the splits? Yeah. Where he does the... Does like when he did it between the, the Volvos, yeah, between the Volvo the trucks. Volvos, yeah, I love how Pritchard's done the entire show. Pose. He's done the entire show. You in, notice in he's also splits. been doing some manscaping. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> He's decidedly less, less uh, hurtful than, than I, last time round. I didn't know what was going on there. I was just admired the <laughs> flexibility. But <laughs> don't even and know whether endurance. he's got a, <laughs> I think Stamina. you don't have a licence for that sort of stuff. But oh, anyway, yeah, yeah, good on you, mate. Very flexible. Please pass on the word about the podcast and let us know your thoughts by searching for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram using the hashtag CG Podcast or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. If you're an iTunes listener, please rate and review us. And remember, you can watch us on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Until next week, my wife has dropped the hint that she'd uh, like to spice things up a bit. Says she'd love a surprise. So just between us, I've cut a break lines. <laughs> <laughs> Recipe for a happy marriage. Oh, Jesus.